Welcome to Inside the Honors College, where we believe that wisdom and virtue is found when we learn together. Join us as we take an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. I'm Ellie Overman. And I'm Thayna Esteves. And man, oh man, getting to talk to Sarah was absolutely phenomenal. She is so impressive on so many levels. I was in awe of her conversation. I think there's just so much to learn from her and getting to see her perspective as like an alum, but also getting to see where she is in life right now. She's doing so much impressive work and I wish her the absolute best on everything she's working on right now because it was all phenomenal. And getting to see how kind of mentorship shaped a lot of that for her, you know, that leading to this vocational development and as well as her own personal growth and how our own interests can shape the way that we're going through and seeing people and just this conversation. It was absolutely beautiful. Again, no spoilers for the beautifulness that was this entire conversation with Sarah. Absolutely. It was so fun. Yeah, I was so excited to listen to her. My mouth was wide open the whole time. Taina can attest to this. I just loved her conversation about humanizing healthcare and empathy and literature and kind of the connection between medicine and humanities. That is something that I just admire so much. And I feel so privileged to be in this space with such incredible humans and difference makers, right? Like to get Mm -hmm. to see kind of where we're going and where people who have gone through this program and have these same kind of tools, the way they use it in really big phenomenal ways. So I was just amazed by her and so excited for you guys to get to take a listen. So let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a wonderful alum. We have something different for you guys today. We have Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing right now? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is my first alum, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be good. Different perspectives, which I always enjoy. So to start us off on a light note, I just found out that Sarah does miniatures. I don't think I pronounced that as well as I wanted to, but I think that is so fun. So Sarah, which one has been your favorite to make out of all the one that you've made recently? Like which one's been your favorite? My favorite miniature. Yeah, I know. Um, it's hard choosing favorites of things that you love, but I have so to little, ask when they all can fit in your hand. I mean, how do you <laughs> how do you choose a favorite? Um I I've made these little miniature teddy bears and you make them with this vintage fabric that was made in the 70s and and you find it and you know these teddy bear forums and the lost corners of eBay. And so I'd have to say that when you find that one special piece of fabric and you turn that into something special and you bring, bring kind of a scrap of discarded fabric to life, I think that's probably my favorite. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. So how did you first hear about the Honors College? What made you decide to be a part of it? I was actually not a part of the Honors College proper. I was part of the Honors Program, um, but I can still speak to the similar experience and, you know, I I did both my bachelor's and my master's at APU. So definitely love the culture (laughs) stuck around. So part of um, my reasons for applying to APU in the first place was because of the honors college or honors program. Um, I don't think I would have applied had there not been a robust honors community and and just the opportunity to um, participate in a community of like-minded peers and have the mentorship of really excellent faculty Um, focus on that type of intellectual and personal development. And then in terms of choosing to go to APU, um, I'm I'm super local. I'm from Laverne and I was always kind of the Christian liberal arts college down the street. And it wasn't really until I met with um, one of the biology faculty, Dr. John Milhan, um, that I I remember getting in the elevator after that conversation and knowing, 
I'm supposed to go here. And so here I am <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. You know, and while you were there in the honors program, then mm-hmm. how did you grow in your time there as a scholar? You know, like, did you have any specific moments? They were like, ah, this was, you know, the real growth during your time at the honors college. Yeah. So just to give some context of what I'm doing now. Um, so I did, did my bachelor's in biology at APU finished in 2015. And then I was a member of the first cohort of students to go through the MA in English program in APU, which I finished in 2017. And now I'm at the University of California, Irvine, and I'm in, um, it's called an MSTP or an MD-PhD program. And it's a dual doctorate program where you do both a MD, a medical degree, as well as a PhD. Um, so I finished the first half of medical school and it's basically a PhD sandwich. So you put the plop the PhD <laughs> in the middle, right? And so I'm getting a PhD in English literature which is highly unusual for someone in an MD-PhD program. So that's a little bit of context of what I ended up doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard to choose kind of in thinking of, um, you know, the the resources and the moments and the relationships that transformed me as a scholar, but in thinking about specific um, faculty and specific honors faculty and these really formative mentoring relationships. And these were both in sciences and humanities um, and the sciences. I already mentioned uh, Dr. John Milhan, and I was one of his research students and that was a tremendous learning experience, but kind of turning to uh, specifically humanities honors faculty. Um, while there's many um, in particular, uh, Dr. Emily Griesinger and Dr. Diana Glier. And so what I'm doing now doing both, you know, the medical and the humanities, um, it was really Emily Griesinger who introduced me to the field of medical humanities. Um, and so I took a, a British literature survey course with her. And at the end of the class, she lent me this book called Narrative Medicine. And it's uh, re- written by Rita Sharon. And she's an MD, PhD with a PhD in English. And it just totally opened my eyes. I, I just returned from um, study abroad in Oxford. And I was really interested in the relationships between science and literature, but this was just this new, exciting, you know, practice of narrative medicine and the medical humanities and attending to, um, illness narratives and caregiver narratives and the importance of narrative and kind of humanizing healthcare. And so that one book recommendation blossomed into what ended up being, you know, an independent study on empathy and literature, um, my master's thesis, uh, Dr. Griesinger was my advisor. I wrote a master's thesis on Alzheimer's narratives and has really just radically transformed my academic trajectory. Um, and what a tremendous blessing to kind of look back and be, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing, what I want to be doing, what I was, you know, made to do. Um, and a lot of that was because she gave me a book. She saw something in me and said, you should look into this. Um, and, you know, to this day, um, just those mentorship relationships that kind of transform into friendships and remain these strong, you know, pillars of mentorship in your life. Um, and I just, I saw her last week and we talked about, <laughs> we talked medical humanities. Um, so definitely Dr. Emily Griesinger. And then another really transformative faculty mentorship experience was with uh, Dr. Diana Glier. And similarly, I'd come back from Oxford. Um, I went to Oxford in the fall, the Michaelmas term of 2013, and that was the 50th anniversary of C.S. Lewis's passing. And so there's all this wonderful programming. You know, you go to the Christmas party at the Kilns. Um, I went to the dedication of his stone in Poets Corner in Westminster Abbey. Just things like that that are just kind of magical. Um, so beautiful fun. <laughs> right, right. And I came back and I took uh, Dr. Glier's class on mere Christianity, which was an honors course. 
the main things kind of from that course being, you know, not only invaluable tools for studying C.S. Lewis, for, you know, becoming in the very early stages of becoming an Inkling scholar, but Diana and so many um, honors faculty really portray, really model this, um, this way of reading and intellectual engagement. And Dr. Galliar is always making students ask the so what at the end of this essay, why does this matter? How does this change us as people? How does this change our communities? You know, and so then how shall we live? Um, and just this rich, you know, this rich model of intellectual engagement as fundamentally linked to personal and spiritual formation. And, um, through that class with, uh, Dr. Glyer, um, you know, I ended up continuing to take classes with her throughout my master's. I mean, she has a great triad of courses on C.S. Lewis, Tolkien, and the Inklings. Um, she encouraged me to look into Dr. Robert Havard, who is a physician and an Inkling, and that's grown into a tremendous uh, project for myself. Um, you know, she really guided me through, and I continued to meet with her long after I'd graduated um, as I worked on a paper about Dr. Um, Havard and an appendix he wrote to the problem of pain, which has now found its way into print. Um, and her just tremendous Inklings research continues to inform my own work as I'm um, slowly but surely <laughs> putting together a book on Dr. Havard. So just in sum, just my time in the Honors College at, at APU was just characterized by these profoundly meaningful and profoundly transformative learning moments that were grounded in relationships, both with peers and faculty. Oh, yes, yes. And I mean, even in my first year, I'm seeing some of those transformative just relationships that can come from the faculty in the Honors College, for sure. I mean, the power of a book recommendation, right? That's right? so cool. <laughs> like, book lovers unite here. That's the power, the power of reading, folks. I love that so much. You know, as you as an alum, right, how do you think you can envision the community and just kind of impact of the Honors College that you've personally been seeing as well in the future? You know, how can the Honors College support alum and, you know, your book endeavors or your future things that you're wanting to go on there or other people as well or how can you support the Honors College and what that looks like, you know, with the podcast coming in here and sharing your narrative? What are some of the things that you think could help contribute to this, you know, flourishing relationship between alum and the Honors College? Yeah, I mean, thinking ahead to the future of the Honors College, I just, I really am convicted that the Honors College is the crown jewel of APU's undergraduate education. And it's just this incredibly unique and just really special opportunity um, that, you know, especially kind of going forward and seeing different educational contexts, the, the marriage of reason and imagination and the, uh, the marriage of knowledge and wisdom. And that's so powerful. And that has such an ability to shape students who will become, you know, who will become teachers, who will become, you know, educators, who will become artists, who will become community leaders, you know, APU's making difference makers as, as much as we say that. And, you know, as, as every time, you know, as perhaps as tried as it sounds, it's true. Um, and I think the honors college just has a spectacular role to play in that and kind of, you know, transforming the intellectual and artistic and, you know, communal landscape of our world and how wonderful to have a great works program where you engage these foundational human questions and, you know, can marry that um, honors degree with another degree and have that kind of synergistic you know, meeting across disciplines, thinking and how the Honors College can support alumni. I was thinking about that. I think just continuing to provide us with resources, continuing to foster these conversations between alumni and students, you know, networking opportunities, 
um, I'm not sure if one is in place, but some kind of, you know, network of honors college graduates where you can keep up with people and you can continue to tell your story and say, oh, you know, so-and-so went and did that. Oh, maybe we can collaborate on, you know, something to that sort. So that'd be amazing. And then um, how honors, how alumni can support the honors college. I think there's a lot of ways. I think inviting us to come back and speak, allowing us to serve as mentors, you know, and to students that whose shoes we were once in. And I think there's something really powerful as a form of evidence of speaking to alumni and seeing what they're doing and really bearing the good fruits of the Honors College experience and holding that up as evidence for the, the power and the value, I mean, the, the long-lasting value of a project like the Honors College. Yes, yes. I am totally with you, Sarah. And I mean, getting to hear your own journey and narrative, not even just in the Honors College, but just where you are now, has, I think, been really insightful to this tie between, you know, scholarship, but also getting to to incorporate that with things that you just genuinely derive pleasure from, you know, like where you are enjoying, you know, like things that you enjoy and love and want to work on and learn from and can still be something beyond, you know, writing papers on what you think this is important about and, you know, just having conversation, just like more than that, that is still fun and cool to kind of close us off on that higher note here. If you were going to be talking to maybe, let's say, you know, current students or incoming students into the Honors College specifically, what is something that you would want to tell them, I guess, maybe about how they can grow their scholarship or, you know, best ways to take advantage of the honors college, you know, looking back on it now from where you are. So much, but I'll try to <laughs> try to narrow it down to a few, a few things. We won't, we won't talk all afternoon. Um, I would say number one, get to know your professors, get to know your faculty. Um, one of just the beautiful things about APU is because it is um, the size and the way it's set up and the class sizes that you can really have those mentorship relationships and you can you can go out to coffee with a professor and you can have people that want to invest in you. Um, so I would definitely don't miss the opportunity to get coffee with your professors. Um, and in thinking about kind of the, the interdisciplinarity and the interdisciplinary work that I'm seeking to do, um, I think the Honors College provides an awesome opportunity for that, that you can have this kind of, you know, marriage of the sciences and the humanities or marriage of the arts and the humanities. And I would just encourage any future students or current students to be bold and make connections and forge new paths, because there's a lot that still needs to be said. And there's a lot, you know, of beauty and goodness to articulate in the world. Um, and, uh, Kind of just thinking of what else. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much to say. There's so, so much, much to say. Um, I guess just kind of to close with um, scripture is that I always think of um, Romans 12 too, and I would encourage all current future students to do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What a beautiful way to close that. What a beautiful person to talk to. Thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. I appreciate you and your insight and, you know, getting to share in the vulnerability of space and life together. So thank you again for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It was so wonderful to chat. What did I say, y'all? What did I say? <laughs> getting to hear Sarah, I could listen to Sarah speak forever, not only because she is just so incredibly intelligent and all of the good things, but also her voice was so soothing and she needs to do a podcast because she has so many beautiful things to say. And I loved, I loved 
her part at the end about being bold and just going out there and making connections. Because I mean, for myself specifically, I am not as bold as I would like to think I am. And I just think there's so many things that I could be taking advantage of and just know connections that I could be making. And I'm just not, I'm just not doing that. So I was very encouraged after talking to her just to go out and do the things. And I mean, even what she was saying about using this own platform, you know, the podcast for making those networks between, you know, current students, alumni, prospective students, faculty. There's just so many places where we can, you know, connect and build that interest and work and just conversation. I just think it was so good getting to talk to her and look at that. And, you know, I'm also very much encouraged by the work this podcast is doing, you know, even if it is just two listeners, that's two people who have been able to connect and talk and get interest. So absolutely. It was it was so fun. Yeah, I loved listening listening to Sarah speak. I especially loved her talking about this this model of academic engagement she took away mm. from the Honors College and this kind of conversation between reason and imagination and knowledge and wisdom and even talking about Dr. Glyer's so what how then shall we live that really mm-hmm. put in perspective for me the kind of work we're doing here and helped me to think about how I want to kind of move forward in the program and really apply myself through that kind of framework. I hear you. I'm totally with you, Ellie. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your story and insight with us. And thank you all for taking an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. See you next time on Inside the Honors College.